Welcome to Go Get Great, the podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs and ambitious small business owners. I'm your host, Brittany, owner of Brittany Miller Socials and mother of three. Go Get Great is all about helping you make life and business work together. You'll learn about the fumbles that helped get me and my guests to where we are today so you don't have to make them. So come join the journey with Go Get Great. So I wanted to start this episode with what will potentially for a second, feel like a bit of an off topic topic, but I promise it relates. So my podcast episodes usually go out Tuesday morning. This time I'm recording it Sunday night so that Grayson has a little bit of time to edit it before it goes live. And I'll be honest, I have just not been feeling it lately. I love my business dearly. And I've been very fortunate to take on a few new clients this month that I am absolutely thrilled to be working with. Don't get me wrong very excited, but I feel very overwhelmed in my business right now. And the amount of different responsibilities that I have as an individual that needs to look after myself in self-care, I burnt out really hard in October and I've been trying to do better in November. And it just feels like life and business is getting busier and busier and it's getting harder and harder for me to look after myself. Um, which is unfortunate because I feel the effects of that. And I just hope that it doesn't spill over into my clients, but I've definitely been really tired. I've been sleeping a lot lately and a little bit of it's translated to a lack of motivation in my business, not for my clients, but for some of the personal projects that I have on the go, like recording podcasts, which is one of the reasons why this one's a little bit more last minute than it usually is. And working on things like my course, which I was supposed to be launching in about 10 days. That is not happening. (laughs) It was also the focus of today's episode today. I'm going to be giving you guys a sneak peek into some of the things that I'll be covering on my course and sharing some suggestions about how you can make some improvements to your profile. But one of the things that's really important to me uh, is integrity and also transparency in my business. And it's hard to be a business owner sometimes with all of the other responsibilities, looking after yourself the looking after your kids, still having a relationship with your partner and your parents and your friends and family while still dedicating yourself to your clients and the responsibilities that come with that, but also in what I call needle moving activities in my business. So those are things that propel my business forward and allow me to take on new clients, uh, networking, podcast episodes, blogging, which honestly I love doing and have not done in a long time because I felt a little bit overwhelmed in my business for probably longer than I realized, uh, which is also why I'm looking to hire some help so that I can get out of that cycle. But it can just feel like a lot sometimes. And, you know, as much as, like I said, I love my business and it's going well, I just want people to know that it's not always sunshine and rainbows, which is a lot of what people talk about online. So really trying to normalize the roller coaster that entrepreneurship can be. So this is kind of my way of doing that at the start of the episode today, but I would like to dive in. Today's topic is going to be all about why your profile is so important. So let's dive in. Let's get going. So the one thing that really came to mind for me, the more time I spent in the realm of social media, you know, for myself and also for helping clients is that Profiles can get very easily overlooked. It's kind of like a dating profile. You set it up once when you first get started and then you just leave it. 
And it's not really until someone sees something in your profile and then mentions it to you that you even sometimes realize how outdated it actually is. It's been a while since I've been in the online dating realm, thankfully. Uh, but I know a couple of years ago when I was looking to date, I went back into some old social media profiles from like pre-Grayson. Um, and I updated those, obviously. And then even sometime like a year or so later, let's say, I think it was about a year. Um, after Grayson and I had separated, and I had been dating a little bit on and off. Someone mentioned something in my profile. I was like, oh, that's not accurate. I think it was how many kids I had. Um, and it really kind of drew my attention to the fact that a lot can change in a short period of time, whether that's a month or a quarter or a year. And if we're not going back to kind of those, what we often consider as like the one and done setups, then there's going to be a lot of information that people are seeing and interpreting for our business that are not actually accurate. And a lot of that comes from our profile. And I really want to help entrepreneurs realize how, I'm going to say devastating, that might be a tad dramatic, but how devastating that can be for your business and your social media presence if you're not taking time regularly to go in and update this information. Because like on social media, everyone's goal is to generate money. Fully support that. Every business needs to generate money. And social media can be a fantastic driver for that. But you are going to be in a constant cycle of having to pull people to your account unless you're giving them enough information to give them a reason to follow you in the first place. And a lot of that stems from your profile. We also have a lot of people likely if you're me anyway, that spends a lot of time on social media and you see everyone talking about, you have to build your sales funnels and you have to have lead magnets and email sequences that will sell people small ticket stuff and then big ticket stuff. And as an email marketer, I understand the validity and all of those statements and fully support that they will generate income for your business. However, a funnel is not worth anything unless there are people in it. And no one's going to be in your funnel if they're not following you on social media. Again, maybe a tad dramatic. You will have some people that come to you for different, from different avenues that are not finding you as a new business on social media. You may be at a networking event or something like that. But a very large portion of clients and customers for businesses in today's day and age come from social media, like exclusively people finding them. Uh, a reel that they've made in the Explore tab or an ad that they've seen on the platform. And they're getting to know you exclusively through the content that they see from you on social media. And they will check out your profile. So we need to make sure that it's giving them enough information, much like a business card. And then a little bit more, but I'll get to that in a minute. So you wouldn't go out for your business and print on a white business card, black Times New Roman font, that says the name of your business and maybe your name. You've got to make sure there's some additional information like how they can get a hold of you for starters and also give them an understanding of your business and what it is and what it does, what it kind of looks like. There's definitely a visual element that goes into creating business cards in addition to just being an informative experience for people of how they can get a hold of you. And your profile should be exactly the same. Do you guys know that I talk about this quite frequently. It takes seven to 10 interactions for people 
to make a purchase with you or to get on your email list, anything like that. And you are never going to hit those seven to 10 interactions. If your Instagram profile looks like that very blank, bland business card that no one would ever print for their business. People will not get to seven or 10 interactions if they're not hitting follow because they'll never see your content again in your feed. So you need to make sure that you're capturing people every time they come to your profile. And that starts with a follow. And your profile is more than just your bio. It is the whole experience that people have when they come to your account. And that includes everything from your social media handles, your profile picture, your bios, your highlights, your pin posts. If you're on Instagram, that's more so highlights. Pin posts you can have on other platforms as well. And also your feed. So the content that you're regularly sharing with people. Everything contributes to your profile. And it all needs to be considered the same way that you would consider the customer journey for things like your website or your shopping experience or even your onboarding process. It all reflects who you are as a business and how you can help people and the kind of expectations that you're setting for people. Like I mentioned before, you could have the most amazing funnel or the most amazing onboarding process, but if you never have new clients, no one ever gets to see that. So we need to bring that same level of time, dedication, and like customer support and experience to our social media profiles so that we interact and engage with people and connect with them right away. They hit follow, they see some of our content, they get onto your email list, you then nurture them with your long form content. So your blogs, your podcasts, anything like that by sending those weekly emails. And eventually you prime them to purchase so that when you have something that solves a problem for them or a product that they're interested in, they're like, yes, this is a no brainer. I know this person. I trust this person. We've been in communication. I'm going to say that in air quotes because sometimes it can look a lot like sending emails with no one answering, but they're still paying attention. They're seeing that you show up and that you're going to be there for them and help them solve the problems that they have. And all of that starts when they see one piece of content for you or they search for you on the platform and then they check out your Instagram profile. So before we go any further in this episode, I would love for you to go to your Instagram profile or maybe when the episode's done, depending on what you're doing right now. And I want you to take a picture of your Instagram profile. And then as you listen to the rest of the episode, you're probably going to make a few notes about things that you want to change in your bio from the suggestions that I've given you make those changes, then take another picture and send it to me. And I would love to see some of the before and afters that you guys are having with the information that I'm sharing today. And I hope that you guys will be excited for the course that I have coming out because it's going to be a very detailed look at what we're talking about today and then a heck of a lot more, but I digress. So as you're changing your profile and you're building in that customer experience that you want people to have, I want you to remember that it's going to take you some time to get to that place where it's kind of on par with the experience you're expecting. You know, highlights don't magically develop overnight the same way your onboarding process wouldn't develop overnight. You need to have calls and build documents and resources that you're sharing with people. And you need to understand that it is a process. But the one piece of the process in your profile that you can kind of make some quick adjustments to is your bio. So that's what I'm going to focus on for today so that we can get you guys some of those quick wins and you can capitalize on the very peak season that we're in right now. We are just before Black Friday. We also have the holidays coming up shortly after that. 
and then the new year when people are setting new resolutions. So not only is this a big personal spending time, this is also the last of Q4. And this is when a lot of business owners are going to be thinking about what kind of investments they can make in their business to hit their goals for 2023, and also to set them up for success for 2024 and to maximize their tax return. So a lot of businesses actually invest substantially at the end of quarter four, kind of at this time of year for things like Black Friday sales or Christmas deals that people have going on because they want to see progress in their business before the year ends. And also, like I said, maximize those tax deductions. You guys already know that I have launched my Black Friday sale. Christmas isn't really something that is big for my business because I'm not a primarily like gift giving business. Um, Although if someone wanted to gift my social media services to a friend of theirs, I wouldn't complain about that. (laughs) Um, So Black Friday will be big for me. And then January, New Year's resolutions, new goals for your business. That will be another big time for me as well. So I want to make sure that I'm capitalizing on all the new people that are coming to my profile lately, getting them to hit follow, getting them on my email list. So they're seeing those communications and they're hopefully investing in my services to help support their business over the next little while. Or if you're a product-based business, that they're purchasing your products for the holidays. So there are six key questions that your profile needs to address that people are going to ask themselves when they see it for the first time or kind of like the second or third time is there are people at different stages of their customer journey that will visit and look at different things on your profile. So we want to help them through all of those stages. People are lazy. This sounds really bad, but you're probably a lazy person too. And that's okay. But if you go to someone's profile and there's not a lot of information there, chances are you're not going to email them to ask them for the details. And you're probably not going to go to their website to check it out. And like I said, totally okay. But you want to be the kind of business that has all of that information very nicely, beautifully even laid out for people to digest and absorb when they come to your profile. And they're like, okay yeah, this is what I need. This is what I'm looking for. I'm going to hit follow. So we want to help you do that before the holidays so you can capitalize on all the extra traffic and hopefully make some extra income. So the six questions that your profile needs to address are who you are, what you do, who you serve, where you're located, why they should follow you, and what's next. So I'm going to break these down a little bit more for you guys today so that we can kind of get you started on the right foot for updating your bio. So the first one, who you are. This one's pretty basic and chances are you're already gonna have a check mark in this box, but your profile needs to include the name of your business. (laughs) If you are also like me and you are a solopreneur, I recommend that you also include your personal like first name as well so that people can connect with you and they know and can send a personalized message. You know, hey, Brittany, I have this question or I have this problem, can you help me with it? Like I said, you're probably there for your profile and that's great. So let's move on to the next one. What you do. So this can be a couple short sentences or words. We really want to try and be very concise in this because although your profile includes, you know, everything that I mentioned before, image, your handle, your bio, your highlights, your pin post, your feed, we are trying to like jam pack your bio with as much useful information as we can, because that may be all people look at. And then if they like what they see in your bio, then they'll look at some highlights or check out your pin posts. So we want to front load your bio with the answers to these questions. So in mine, you'll notice mine says social media and email marketing. Those are the specific services that I offer. That is as concise as I can make it. So that's what I put in my profile. 
You also want to outline who you serve. So in the world of business, this is often called niching down. (laughs) And I'm not going to be a business coach right now and tell you what you should or shouldn't do for your business. You don't have to niche. I tend not to niche, Uh, but oftentimes that does help. And if you are a business with a very specific niche, then I want you to include that in your profile so that when people that are in that niche come to you, they can be like, oh yeah, this person's for me. This is great. So an example, if you are a destination wedding photographer, you want to make sure that your bio says something like capturing brides, happy moments at international weddings in 2024. Maybe make it sound a little bit more eloquent than that, but you want to make sure that you're including your target audience. So that's brides who are getting married in 2024. That's when you're currently booking for. And you've now said that you do destination weddings. So that people that are local are not going, can you come to the courthouse next week and do some pictures for us? If that's not your target client, then you want to help people exclude themselves from your profile as well. So that you're not stuck in your inbox all day answering messages about people that you do not want to work with or that are not good fit to purchase your product. So we'll do a product-based example here too. Uh, Let's say that you sell planners. Well, there are a lot of different types of planners. Trust me, I know I've tried a boatload. (laughs) You can have your general day-to-day planners. You can have appointment setting planners. You can have productivity planners. You can have fancy planners that help you track your mood and your period cycle and your hormones and like all of those fun things. That's a lot of different types of planners that are all going to attract different audiences. So we're going to say that we're a productivity-based planner for right now. So you're going to want to include something in your profile that says helping busy entrepreneurs maximize their time or something along those lines so that people know that their problem, I have a lot of things to do and not a lot of time to do it in, are going to find the solution that they're looking for in your product. So that's the third one. The fourth one that you need to include is where you're located. So I know a lot of business owners don't do this, especially if they're like me and they're service providers that work remotely. But I would strongly urge you to include your location in here or at least what your coverage area is. So if you have a physical brick and mortar store that people have to show up to to purchase your product or receive your service, absolutely without question, that address has got to be in your profile because people need to know I am either within driving distance of this person or I'm not. And if they're not, They don't need to follow you and you don't want them following you because they're never going to interact with your content. They're not going to get on your email list and they're not going to support the revenue growth for your business. So like I mentioned, it's just as much about identifying who your ideal clients are as it is weeding out those who are not. If, like I mentioned, you are a digital service provider, I still encourage you to put your location into your profile because there is a really big movement right now for shopping local, supporting small businesses. And businesses and individuals will sometimes opt to work with people that are more local to them than those that are further away. So you want to use absolutely everything you can to your advantage. And if you can note that you also work with people, you know, serving people globally or um, ship to all of North America, things like that are really great to note in your profile so that people can see whether or not they can actually use your product or service. Uh, Another example for this would be if you're, let's say, a personal trainer. A lot of people think personal trainers like meet you at a gym 
and then you just do your session and then you go home. So kind of like a physical business. But nowadays there's actually a lot of personal training options that can be facilitated online via things like Zoom. So you're excluding a lot of your potential clientele if you don't tell them that you can work with people anywhere in Ontario or Canada or whatever you decide your coverage area is. So having a location in your profile is actually really beneficial for your business. The fifth thing that your profile should address is why they should follow you. So it's great. You know, they may be interested in your product or service. It may be like a heck yes right now. And it may be, you know, kind of down the road and your profile needs to help people at all stages. And so does your content. So it's more so than just saying you have a product or service that solves a problem, but why would I want to hit follow to allow your content to take up space in my feed? that I am then seeing and absorbing on a regular basis. So you want to make sure that you're giving people a very compelling reason to let you take up space in their world. So very similar to email lists here. And I talk about this a lot for myself and with my clients. And that usually comes down to your content pillars and the value that you add for people on social media. So personally, I love to work with Uh, what I call educator businesses. So not necessarily teachers or businesses that sell educational products, but businesses that have a pillar dedicated to teaching their followers a specific skill set or something that they want to learn. So for me, it's sharing social media tips and tricks for my audience, things about how to start and manage your email marketing to support your business. And I love working with businesses that have that focus as well. So you could be teaching someone to crochet. You should be, you could be educating them about how to manage their finances and make smart investment choices, whatever skills or experiences you have that you can then turn around and share with other people via your social media content. Those are the kinds of businesses that I love to work with. And it's also an easy way to educate and add value for your audience because you're teaching them something new regularly. That being said, your content pillar does not need to be educational based. You could be very entertaining, but you need to mention that in your comments, sharing relatable mom reels every day or making you laugh and enjoy motherhood more. Uh, I follow a lot of those kind of people on some of my personal accounts. I also follow a lot of people that are all about eating healthy. Uh, Veganism is something that I'm kind of exploring a little bit more now that I have dairy intolerance. And I don't always tolerate red meat well either. So I follow a lot of those creators, people that are sharing, you know, how to eat on a budget. I'm feeding a family of five and some months it feels very expensive. (laughs) Uh, So I follow people that have clearly identified that they're sharing content related to needs that I have or questions that I'm looking into, you know, how can I make vegetables taste good? So my toddlers eat them. What in the world do I feed them at lunchtime? That's not a peanut butter sandwich every day. Uh, So you want to mention that in your profile. So mine says sharing social media and email marketing tips. And again, it doesn't have to be educational based. That just happens to be what I focus on, but figure out what the value is that you provide to your audience and put that in your bio. And then the last thing that your profile, or in this case, your bio needs to address is what's next. So this isn't actually a question really for first time visitors to your profile. Like we said earlier, seven to 10 interactions. Chances are the person that's just seeing your profile for the first time, is not going to want to know what's next. You're just aiming for the follow. So the other five questions that you've addressed should be more than enough to get them to hit follow. 
This sixth one is for people that are kind of in the middle stage of their customer journey. They've been following you for a little while. They've had their seven to 10 interactions and they're ready for the next step. So you need to tell them what that is. Is it using the link in your bio to book a clarity call? Is it visiting your website to download a free resource? Is it following you on YouTube and subscribing to your channel? Is it listening to your weekly podcast episodes? What action do you want people to take to get them to the next step in their customer journey? Personal preference, I would always opt for something that's going to get them onto an email list because there's no guarantee that people that visit your YouTube page will ever go back to watch future YouTube videos or that listen to your podcast will be regular listeners. So if you can get them on your email list, then you know that each week or every time you send an email, at least that your content is showing up in their inbox and it's a case of clicking to open it or not, rather than, you know, going to an app and then finding you in the podcast list and listening to all of that. It's a more direct connection. And it's usually the next step in the nurture sequence. They get on your email list. They see your emails. They get excited because they know you, you're adding value. You're sharing information with them. You are showing up and proving that you are going to be consistent and help them with a problem they have. And then when you launch something, they'll be ready to purchase. So the next step for me is always a call to action to get them on my email list. So right now what I'm promoting and what I'm going to recommend for you guys is for you to download my checklist, Instagram bios that convert checklist so that you can have a refresher about what we're talking about in today's podcast episode, and also see examples and suggestions of where you can put this information in your own profile and how it applies to real world businesses. So I've used examples of profiles that I've redone for some of my clients so that you can see kind of how that works in practice. So if you're interested in that checklist, you can go to brittanymillersocials.ca slash checklist, or you can check the show notes and I'll link it for you there so that it's nice and easy. So your what's next is usually a call to action to book a call or get on your email list, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. So those are the six questions that your profile needs to address more specifically your bio. And then the other things like highlights and pin posts are kind of for the people that are in that mid phase of their journey that are looking for more information. And they're trying to make an informed decision about whether or not they're ready to get on your email list but it all works together to create that customer experience, especially the why they should follow you piece. Because if you're only talking about sales content in your on your page, and then people are like, okay, okay, seven to 10, you know what, I'm ready to make this purchase. I've made this investment. That's great. But then why would they keep following you? Because they've already invested, unless you're like a reoccurring purchase and it's a reminder to keep purchasing. So you really need that value add piece so people have a reason to stay following you on social media and interacting with you and engaging with your content so that then you're top of mind so that they'll recommend and refer you to other people in their circle. And the more interactions you have on your page in general, the better for the algorithm it is. So lots of benefits to doing that. Definitely get your hands on my checklist if you have not done so. And then once you make these adjustments in your profile and you send me the pictures so that I can see, I want you guys to remember that you need to be updating your bio regularly as you do different things in your business, like releasing new lead magnets or changing your your services, or even just changing the services that you're featuring. So I go through different phases in my business, different launches, let's say, and I'll talk about different things and my bio needs to reflect that change. So springtime for me usually is my email marketing season. 
whether I'm talking about my email marketing courses or whether I'm just promoting my email management services. I typically do a lot of that in the spring and the fall right now, you guys know that I've been talking about my course a lot. Obviously I'm pumping the brakes on that just a little bit while I readjust my course launch timeline due to the additional responsibilities that I've taken on. Um, and I've transitioned a little bit to my black Friday sale. So actually in the next week or so, you'll probably see me make some adjustments to my bio to really hone in on that black Friday sale. So people know like what it is and when it's available so that they can get their hands on that, because that's what I'm really passionate about helping people with right now. while I finish up my coursework and then next month, cause I'm hoping to kind of wrap up my course and launch it in late December or early January, my bio is going to reflect my course. So you should be changing that as what you're talking about on social media changes so that people have an accurate representation of what's kind of going on in your business. So I recommend that you kind of take stock of your profile monthly, or at least once a quarter when you switch out your lead magnets, which is a gentle nudge nudge that you should be refreshing your lead magnet once a quarter. If you're at a point in your business where you don't have a lead magnet, obviously don't do that, but like work on creating one because that would be very helpful for you. Um, or if you're just in a very busy season of your business, you don't necessarily have to create a new lead magnet each quarter, but I would recommend that you're switching it out so you can talk about a lead magnet that you maybe haven't talked about in a while. So personally for me, offhand, I think I have five lead magnets for my business, all of which are downloadable resources. The one I'm talking about right now, obviously, is my Instagram bios that convert checklist. But in late December, early January, I'll probably switch that out once I've done kind of the first launch for my course. And I'll probably talk about something different. I think I might go back to my um, 100 prompts for chat GPT. So you can simply change it out and talk about something you haven't talked about in a while. So anyone that's new, that's following you, that wasn't interested in the lead magnet you have now might be interested in the new one. And then you're growing your email list and you're converting all of the followers that you have to email list subscribers, like I mentioned, so you can nurture and then get them ready for sales. So we've talked about quite a lot today. I hope that you have learned something that you can put into practice right now to get yourself a quick win for the holiday season. And I really just kind of want to drive home again, how important this is because it starts with your profile and your customers will never become customers unless you really dedicated the time to giving them the information that they need to make an informed decision about your profile. And again, it's all about that experience that you want to provide for your customers. So as I get ready to launch profile, the profit six steps to an Instagram profile that converts I want you guys to know that it's going to cover the same topics that we talked about today, but it's going to go into very lengthy detail, but still in an easy to digest format. Uh, that's going to give you information more so about where to put it with additional examples, even from what I put in my lead magnet, along with some additional thoughts and recommendations and rationale for why this information is so important and how you can build it in, in such a short character count. And like I said, it's also going to include all of the topics that we didn't talk about today. So how to choose a really great profile image, your Instagram handle and how to make it work for you, how search engine optimization works for your profile so that when people search for, you know, social media manager, my profile is going to come up because I have tailored my profile to work with the algorithm. We also talk about what highlights you should have for your business. 
and things like pin posts in your feed and how that fits into your customer journey in the big picture. So we cover a lot more than just bio, but there is a specific focus on the bio because it is kind of the starting point for people's customer journey. The course is also going to include step-by-step tech tutorials that are going to show you how to make all of these changes. How do you create a new highlight? How do you edit a highlight? How do you know what you need to edit or refresh in your highlights or your pin posts? I share absolutely everything with you so that all you need to know is about your business. And I'll teach you how to take all of that beautiful information you have about your business and your ideal clients and teach you how to put it into your profile in a very nicely wrapped package that's going to get people hitting follow and converting like crazy. So as I mentioned, I'm hoping that this is going to end up coming out in December of 2023, but you are more than welcome to join the waitlist now at BrittanyMillerSocials.ca slash profile to profit, or again, you can check the show notes and I'll link it there so that you'll get all of my email updates about the course as I get prepared to launch it, hopefully next month. So as always, thank you again so much for listening to the Go Get Great podcast. And I really do hope that you have some takeaways from today's episode and that you are just as excited as I am for Profile to Profit to come out next month so that you can really elevate your customer experience on social media, grow your email list, and also grow the revenue for your business. So I will see you guys again next week when our new episode launches, and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Go Get Great. I hope you found some useful tips and tricks that can help you make life and business work together. If what I said resonates with you, please share it on social media and don't forget to tag at Brittany Miller socials so that I can celebrate you for taking those first steps towards achieving greatness. Remember, success doesn't happen overnight. It takes dedication, hard work, and a lot of spirit. So don't be afraid to dream big and go after what you want. Keep striving for greatness. You get closer with every step forward, no matter how small they may seem. Until next time, go get great.